Big Fork Chop. Our Fork Houston. The Bird County Boys. And this is live from the Army. Give it a listen. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? You need to drink some calmly aids, just like I do every morning out of my O-Face cup. It's Wednesday night. That means that you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Program show, hoopla, hootenanny, whatever you want to call it. I am Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a moment, as always, is my lovely, vivacious co-host, the lovely Laura. But Laura is a little under the weather. We'll get to that in a minute. Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Folks, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at from the Armory. Laura will be on and give us all of uh, the Facebook info in just a moment. We'd like to thank you all very much for tuning in. We have a very, very big show for you tonight. We've gone to Hollywood. That's right. We are in Hollywood, California, where dreams are made and hearts are broken. Joining us tonight, we were going to have none other than Kylie Sutton. Some of you might know her as Allie Parker, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And in the 8 o'clock hour, the voice of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, leader of the Family Stone, none other than Stu Stone, will be joining us. Again, folks, our number is 213-816-1605. And without further ado because all of the flowers in the front of her house have wilted up and the petals have fallen, because a black cloud has drifted across and is floating over top of her home. Yes, folks, she is wearing a black armband that has the initials CK on it. Here is the lovely but depressed Laura. You're pretty funny, aren't you, Bob? What? Pretty dang funny. Um, I would like to thank everyone who sent me texts and emails and Facebook messages asking me was I going to be okay uh, hearing the news of Caleb Conley losing the PWX championship to Cedric Alexander on Sunday at Club Hush in Charlotte, North Carolina. What was that? What? What? You 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 should know what it is because I had to hear about it on Facebook and on Twitter, but it's okay because I'm not a sore loser. 
Well, I know that you're not a fan. I I understand that. I know you're not a sore loser, but, you know, I am kind of sore. My feet are sore. Do you know why, Laura? Oh, because you've been dancing everywhere. We've been dancing, dancing in the streets. Charlotte, North Carolina, dancing in the streets. Please don't so you didn't sing think... again. You're going to make people turn the, the dial. So you asked me to sing. You tried to get me to sing the other last week or the week before last, and I wouldn't do it. But I did now because Cedric Alexander is your new PWX champion. Fifteen long, agonizing months in the making. But the champ is here. See, here's the whole and, deal. And I told I told you, I told you that it would happen, and it happened. Look, right? I, as I said on on yes, uh, as I said on um, Cedric's Facebook page, as I congratulated him, it was never, ever, ever anything against Cedric personally or his abilities. It was just the fact that he was against Caleb. Well, plain and simple. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but I'll continue to ride this as long as I can. In your own immortal words, whenever I'm giving you grief about something, I'm going to use your famous words. Whatevs, Laura, whatevs. Yeah, because you gave that to me on Facebook, too. But that's okay, because as I said, <laughs> this is my official statement on Caleb Conley's loss to Cedric Alexander. Oh, here it comes. I know, I know. The Let's Midnight Sun will midnight rise again. The will set I again, I know. Team Caleb for yeah, team life. Caleb. For life, for life, I get it. I get exactly. it. Exactly, and I'm, not, you know, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and and dog Cedric Alexander because Cedric is a great wrestler. He will be, um, in the big leagues one day. I have no doubt about it. I no have doubt. no and doubt Cedric about. Cedric is that. a super nice guy. You know, he's been on the show. I yes. talked to him and joked with him at many a PWX show, I have nothing against Cedric. Yep, great guy. Except for the fact that he was against Caleb. Yep, I I agree with you. You know, and that's... But, you know, we do have business to attend to. We do have business Um, to attend to. We do. And I wanted to give the PWX results from uh, Thomasville and Charlotte. The show Mm -hmm. in Thomasville was packed Absolutely packed. Um, Hang, hanging from there. the rafters. There was hanging, hanging from the rafters, hang- from what I was told. Yeah. I mean, it was... That's what wrestling is supposed to be. You know, yes. um, there was lots of great matches, and that main event um, was a knockdown drag out. They were out in, in the fans, you know. Um, <laughs> trash cans were introduced. But let me get to some... Um, a rundown. Uh, there was a match with uh, Moose Ojinaka, who mm-hmm. is an up-and-coming star. He is the Bravado Brothers' bodyguard in Evolve, and he wrestled Chris Lee, and unfortunately I did not catch the other gentleman's name, uh, kind of in a 201 handicap match, and he squashed him. So. 
Okay. Got to meet Moose. Uh, super nice guy. Remembered me from Instagram. We took a picture together. His girlfriend took a picture of me with him. and put it out on mm-hmm. Instagram. So Very can't cool. say enough good things about uh, Moose. Um, this match was really good. The NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion Chase Owens defeated Cauliflower Chase Brown. Uh, that was an absolutely great match. I mean, it Battle was of the solid chases. wrestling. And Battle of the it, Chases. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and Chase uh, Brown, you know, catch wrestling, ride a man to hell, you know. Um, Derek Vanderford, and I wasn't, I, I'm not privy to who he was, but came out to the ring and said he was a manager and a historian of wrestling, and he what he saw so far was garbage, and basically he got booed out of the ring by everybody. It was it was kind of funny. He had this weird hat. He looked like a, re, a refugee from Monty Python. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You've seen that, that uh, silly walk uh, bit they do. He had a hat yeah. on like John Cleese. Yeah, it was it. Um, right. Previous guest, Lance Lude. Oh, love Lance. He defeated um, Zane Riley in a wonderful, wonderful match. At one point, they were down on the mat arm wrestling. Couldn't ask for a better match. Lance <laughs> was incredible. Yes. Um, they fought to a 10-minute time limit draw at first and then uh, wanted to... Um, uh, well, I didn't know this, but the, the rules of the innovative TV title, the challengers can get a rematch at any time. So Zane said, hey, let's do do this again. And so Lance did end up, end up beating him with the lewd awakening. Uh, Jackson mm-hmm. James defeated Craig Huffman with the Tommy Thomas. Poor Tommy. was This was not his night, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Just not not Just not good. Um Los Bendejos member Jay Rios and worst case scenario and previous guest Ethan Case came out for a singles match, but the Bravados came out and basically booked the tag team match, and poor Tommy Thomas got his glasses kicked off his face. I, yeah, I, uh, I think it was Lance Bravado. Yeah, I saw the picture that he posted up after the match, post-match picture, and uh, he got a pretty good, uh, pretty good knock here on the cheek, it looks like. Yeah, it um, it was bad, um, yeah. really bad. Um, and I just want to quickly run this because uh, I know we've got uh, Allie coming on in a little bit. Country Jack defeated Elliot Russell and Sigmund. They were from the NWA. Good match, yeah. uh, solid match. Uh, like match Sigmund. Caleb Conley and yeah, real good, real real good yeah. guy. Um, uh, Caleb and Cedric battled to a no contest. Brian got in there. Brian even got kicked. Um, PWX wrestlers came out, and Brian was like, I'm done. I've had it. Uh, tomorrow night, it's going to be, you know, no DQ. Anything goes, basically. And if if one of you doesn't win, clearly you both are fired. And if anybody interferes, they're fired, too. So mm. Brian stepped up to the plate and said, I'm done. Um and it was good. It was good. Um, I just got a retweet from Cedric because you're uh, – that Bob Delph is gloating over Cedric Alexander's victory over Caleb Conley, and Cedric um, just retweeted that. So there you go, Me and Bob Cedric are like peas and carrots. 
That's the way it rolls. Mm-hmm. When you're the champ. Yeah. Yeah. When you're That's the, the champ. That's the way it rolls. When you're the champ. When, when we get off here, I, yeah. I need to, you know, get you up to speed on vernacular. Um, the TV, WX TV taping at Charlotte. Um, I'll be right Hush, back, Chase Laura. Brown and Jackson James. Okay. I'll be right back. Uh, Chase Brown and Jackson James defeated Drew Myers and Craig Huffman. Lance Lude defeated Wardell Walker to retain the ITV championship. Billy Brash defeated Anthony Henry to become the number one contender for the IWS. For the ITV Championship, Elliot Russell and Sigmund defeated Lodi and Zane Riley. Jay Rios defeated Ethan Case. John Schuyler defeated Chase Owens by disqualification when Anthony Henry interfered. Moose defeated Owen Knight and Chris Lee in a handicap match, which I believe he's the gentleman that was at Thomasville. Country Jack defeated the Bravado Brothers in a wonderful tag team match, is what I hear. It was a great match, probably... Match of the night, if Cedric Alexander had not defeated Caleb Conley to win the PWX Championship. And I will say again, congratulations, Cedric, again. And it you, was never anything against you. Uh, and you, you should be. You should be congratulating, and you should, should be actually thanking him for finally bringing dignity and honor back to the PWX title. That's what it really means. At the end of the night, that's what it really means. Dignity, honor, and respect. Thank you, Cedric, for sure, Bob. making the making the PWX logo shine even brighter than it did before. Folks, um, our studio number is 213-816-1605. As promised, as booked, as put out on social media throughout the week. Joining us now from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Some of you folks know her uh, from the program as as Kylie Sutton. Some of you may know her as uh, Allie Parker, but however you want to call her, we're going to address her as Allie because that's how I know her. Allie, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I'm great. Great. Allie, with me as always is is our co-host, Laura. She's on the line with us as well. Hey. Hey, hey, Allie, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. Looking forward to talking to you. Yippee! I'm happy to be here. <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> Allie, I want to uh, want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. I know there's a time difference involved, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to be on the program with us tonight. Sure, no problem. Now, it's been a little bit since we last talked. We talked a couple of months ago, but you, you and I and Laura, we had talked previously than that, almost almost a year back. What's been going on with you since we talked to you the last time? What tell us a little bit about what's been happening in Allie Parker's world. Oh man, so much. Actually, first off this weekend I'm doing three different shows. I'm super excited. Um tomorrow I'm working a show for Brian Kendrick. He has his own promotion and school um in like Bell Garden, Southgate area, uh, California. And then the next night, Santino Brothers. I'm working there. I'm valeting as Kylie Sutton. And then I'm super excited about Saturday. It's the all-women's tournament. Um, pretty much all the women on the West Coast are going to be at this show. It's for AWS. I'll, yeah, it's going to be super fun. Um, I'm in a tag match with a bunch of the SoCal girls. So I'm really excited. Um to be a part of all these, it's all about the California promotions this week. So 
I, I cannot wait. I'm ready for this wrestling weekend. I think. But, um, I think. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. Aside from that, um, we're doing a bunch of stuff with, you know, championship wrestling. Um, I just we just finished up some stuff with uh, the Revolution and those bullies. Mm-hmm. They've been messing with us, trying to put their Che Cabrera trying to put his cigar out in my eye. That what? Guy. Ooh, ah. I know. How dare him? You don't put that in someone's eye. No. And then, Bob, you're um, going to have to go out there. I might have to. Yeah. See, you never get <laughs> things like that to me. So, I mean, I think that this revolution group may be a little worse than Mr. Stu's own. I don't know. But, well, you know. I understand. I think the big thing for us is that uh, it's obvious that you've been getting more TV time, you know, courtesy through um, championship wrestling from Hollywood. And one of the things that I've noticed and having watched the program, and I've been watching now for well over a year, it really to me is a lack of women's matches on championship wrestling from Hollywood. Um, are you going to get an opportunity there? Has this, has this been something that's been discussed perhaps about having some women's matches? Um, there's not, they haven't said anything about it yet. Um, in the newest in the episode we just taped, I am in the ring and something happens. So that's a little exciting. But um, I think that if more people wanted to see women's wrestling and made a big deal about it, they might actually do that. Because I know there are some women that want to wrestle. But um, right now, you know, I think that they're looking for a need for it. So when when the fans and people want to see it, then I think that's when it'll, it'll be, a, you know, a priority. Actually, um, it's funny you say that about TV. We just started taping um, in Portland, Oregon, um, WCWC's West Coast Wrestling Connection. There's, that's also TV. And I believe that's going um, It's on AMG TV. So okay. um, that's cool. I'm doing that as Kylie Sutton as well, but I'm wrestling. And, uh, actually, Caleb Conley, funny story, he helped me out in one of my matches. So, uh, really? And then he called, yeah, see? so there's a little bit of... See how my BFF is? See? See, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> he's a gem. <laughs> yeah, see, he's, a, he's certainly a gem, all right. <laughs> he's a gem, all right. Let's see. With, uh, obviously, with, with, with more exposure... You know, certainly comes more expectations. You know, the expectation bar gets raised up. And, and obviously you're running down the events that you're going to be at, more opportunities. And I know that you're a West Coast girl. I know you've been in Vegas for forever, wrestling in Vegas, and now doing stuff in California and further up the coast. Are there promotions that you want to come uh, east to work for uh, that you'd like to try to get a shot into or a door into? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on over there. But they have so many women, so it's um, kind of harder to get over there, you know, when they have so many women that can wrestle. Um, they don't really need to bring anybody else in. So if I happen to be over there, which, you know, actually could be a possibility just for a vacation or something, then I may um, try and, you know, stop in. But it's kind of hard because there's so many women out there already. Um, on the West Coast, we have not very many women at all, so... Um, yeah, I would love to, get... but I, I don't know. It's also really far. <laughs> you, you brought up an interesting point, and maybe maybe you can answer it for us. I'm, I'm, that kind of perplexes me. 
why is it that there are not more female uh, workers, wrestling workers, on the West Coast? Why why is that? I'm not sure, but um, I do have to say at the school at Adrenaline Unleashed that I go to, we actually have like three, four girls training, and one of them is going to debut in a couple of months, and hopefully the other one's going to debut soon too. So <clears throat> we are working on, you know, new girls coming up and, um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited about them. You know, it's always fun, especially in Vegas. There's no one really for me to wrestle except for we bring somebody in, so or I go out to every other state around. But um, it's going to be really nice to have some other girls, you know, working and being fresh and excited about the whole wrestling game. Very cool. Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. On with us now is uh, Kylie Sutton. You may also know her as Allie Parker. Um, Allie, between Matt Stryker and Joey Ryan, there is obviously a connection to the next level, so to speak. Have you approached either one of them for any type of advice or pointers on anything in, in achieving maybe perhaps that next level in, in wrestling? Well, actually, when we did the taping in Portland, um, Matt Stryker is on the show, and, you know, he he's awesome. Like, he definitely lets me know. He, I mean, he gave me some great pointers on just small things that I need to do, definitely helping me with, you know, um, getting in front of a camera and talking in front of a crowd. So Matt Stryker and, you know, Joey Ryan's a good friend too. So all these guys, I'm surrounded by some really, really cool people who are just really great wrestlers. Um, so I'm learning a lot every time I wrestle. And, like, this weekend is going to be such a learning experience as well. Um, just everything I'm doing, I'm learning from everyone around me and just trying to get better and moving forward. Very cool. Awesome. Um Allie, the Sutton family is such a great stable, and there are some factions, but not many in professional wrestling nowadays. Why do you think this is? Why do you think there's not a lot of, you know, stables or factions, you know, in wrestling today? I don't know. I um, Maybe, like, people not getting along or maybe schedules not, you know, pairing up. I, I don't know why, um, I mean, it takes a lot to get everybody on the same page. I know that, like, for us, that tends to be a problem. Because we have, like, now we just brought stepdaddy into our group. So we have um, four, five-ish. I, I'm not sure. But we have we have so many sons now. And uh, it, it gets hard, like, when we try to take promo shots, we're like, all right, everybody, when can we do it? We're, we've been still trying to do this great picture-perfect pose that I've been trying to coordinate, but, you know, everyone's just so, <laughs> they're the Sutton family boys. They're so silly and crazy all over the place, so <laughs> it's difficult. Those are my struggles in, in all groups, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, because um, you're swimming in the sea of testosterone there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to elaborate a little bit more on what Bob was asking, you know, we'd love to see you in Shine or Shimmer. Um, is there someone from those promotions that you'd like to face? That I would like to what? That you'd like to work with, you know, would like to wrestle. Oh, um, honestly, I think, I mean, both those promotions are pretty much my goal. Like, that's where I'd like to be um, when I'm ready. But... I would take, like, 
Um, I would really just like to wrestle. I mean, Santana Garrett was somebody I always wanted to wrestle, but she's now uh, with TNA, so it's going to be a little harder, I think. But she's definitely somebody I would like to still have a chance to wrestle. Um, a few other people. I'm not sure. Uh, I know Candice LeRae did, did Shimmer a little bit, but I think, um, I mean, I know she's on the West Coast, but I still I, I look up to her. I would still like to have a match. I did have a match with her and Joey Ryan, but I'd like to actually have a full match with just her because she's really cool. Um, but honestly, anybody from those groups, I feel like I would learn from and, and have a really fun match. So, I, I, I mean, I don't want to just single out anybody specific besides those two girls. So, yeah. I would like to see a match between you and Candace. I think that would be um, a very exciting match to see, you know, uh, Candace, you know, gets in there with the men, and God bless her. Um, <laughs> have you ever thought about doing something like that with a mixed tag, you know, like she and Joey do? Yeah, actually, that's how we had our match. Um, we had something called Extreme Thing in Vegas, and it was Joey Ryan against um, Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae against me and my tag partner, uh, Wade Thompson. So we went against them, oh, okay. and yeah, um, and that was fun. But I also am doing some stuff with some of the guys from Sutton Family where we kind of tag together uh, like Hot Hog and I because we have similar characters already. So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're, we're doing this weekend. So, yeah, the intergender tag thing is also a lot easier because it's just not as many women over here, so that works better to do, like, the intergender tag. A lot of people don't like to book it, though. That's the only problem. But they've been doing great, so maybe that's changing people's minds, you know? Uh, Definitely, I would say so. I I mean, uh, that to me would be, like, you know, the best match on the card, but, you know, that's that's just me. Um, I'm not not familiar with the feud between the Suttons and the Family Stone, so could you tell us a little bit about how that all got started? Um, I don't know, a long time ago. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I, I, Y'all been feuding well, for so long. <laughs> I Well, we, we haven't been feuding with them for a while, actually. So um, they, I remember Stu called us everything in the book about being white trash and hillbillies and, you know, his beautiful things that he likes to say and, you know, all the mean things that he says about me all the time. Um, and I think that's, that's mainly it, um, just insulting us and where we come from. But we've been currently uh, feuding with the revolution for a while right. now. So. so those are our two feuds. Gotcha. Stu running his big mouth, huh? Yeah, those guys with the big mouth. Like he always does. <laughs> They're mean. I haven't heard from Stu in a bit, though. So. That guy. Well, we're going to be talking to him here in a little bit. Can't wait. Um, do you happen to watch Total Divas? And if you do, what do you think? What do you think that program has done for women's wrestling, if anything? I do watch. I actually really like it. I like to. You know what I love to watch for is how they get their gear, their wrestling outfits to stay. Because I can't figure that out for the life of me. Um, <laughs> Just trying to learn that, so if anyone knows that, maybe they can help me. But um, I like the show because, I mean, I know a lot of it is just 
mistake and, you know, planned out. But I like it because it's just you get to kind of see the people's personalities a little bit more. And you, I think that's the whole thing with reality TV. You get to kind of, like, connect with somebody and kind of see where they're coming from and then makes you more interested in what they're going through and, you know, the struggles. Just like the girls um, um, and they're, like, like the – I think Naomi had her eye like bashed in, or and then the one girl lost her mm-hmm. tooth. Like these things are are fears that we have. Like the tooth thing, I always am a pe- like paranoid about. Like, what am I going to do if I lost my tooth from something? You know. But yeah, this is just oh. interesting. You never see that on on the actual like WWE. Like when you're watching anything, you you know see this behind the scenes stuff. Awesome. Now, Al- Allie, I. I did a spotlight segment on you almost a year ago, and we started talking about your name here on, on, on the East Coast. And in that time frame, we kind of alluded to it earlier, in that time frame, uh, what area of wrestling do you think you've grown the most in over that year's time? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard question. Um I think all areas, I mean, I'm trying to, I really, like, yeah, everything. I From a year ago, mm-hmm. I still have a lot to work on, but I've definitely improved in from a year ago for sure. Um, it's been a very interesting year. So, I, yeah, being so new in this business, uh, the first year I is very tough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to really get some things, so I, I'm excited to see where I would be next year. I think that that would be actually, like, where I could really put on some good matches and things. Now, well, we're, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bring you back on again. Hopefully we don't have to wait a year to bring you back on. You're welcome on the show anytime, but we'll certainly check in. I've been watching your posts. As a matter of fact, before we came on air, I watched a match uh, that you had posted against Mary Elizabeth Monroe, I believe is her name, and I did yeah. I did watch I did watch that match and and I can see I can see the improvement in your ring work from from just a year ago from some of the stuff that I had watched from uh, Adrenaline Unleashed. So you know my my hats off to you. Um, it's been reported that Willie Mack has signed a developmental deal with the WWE. Can you confirm or deny that? And if it is true, what was the mood or what is the mood uh, in the locker room at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood over these types of reports? I have no idea. I I saw Willie this weekend, but I don't I don't know. I didn't ask him about it. I didn't want to get him his personal business, you know. So true. I cannot confirm nor deny for Willie. Um, okay. any of his business now, so, but championship wrestling is always exciting about life, so the locker room is always fun. I understand. I understand. Well, moving on, we're going to concentrate on championship wrestling from Hollywood because your biggest event of the year is coming up. The red carpet rumble is almost upon us. Will you be a part of that? And how excited is everybody for this event this year? This event is so exciting. Like, we have X-Pac, which I, you know, he's awesome to me. Um, I just remember him from DX and when I was growing up, so I, I just want to crotch chop in him and be like, yeah, what's up, man? Remember this? But, um, 
Um, but I won't do that. I'm going to behave and be normal. Um, I don't even know. Like, the, the, the card is stacked. If you are in that area, you totally have to go because it's going to be awesome. Um, the Sutton boys, two of the Sutton guys are going to be in there, Ian and Haas, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm going to be there. I think Stepdaddy is going to be there with them. I'm not sure yet, um, but I sure hope so because I was there last year under a different character, which no one really knows. But I was there, and it was such a cool event to be um, a part of. I know that I know that uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood has brought in some big names. I know that AJ Styles will be there. X Pac, like you had mentioned, Matt Hardy will be there. This 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 is the biggest event of the year. It's it, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What what can we expect in the evolution of the Kylie Sutton character, if you can say anything about that? I don't want you to give too much away. I know that you guys taped, like, was it four episodes for TV? Is it is it is it four? Um, I don't know, not necessarily. Like, we taped, when we tape, it's usually out within a couple of weeks. So, okay. like, um, what we just taped will probably be out in two to three weeks, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe a month, I don't know. So, um, like I said, and honestly, we don't know what's going on until we get there. So as for the character, I have to say, um, as Kylie Sutton, I'm getting a lot of bookings. A lot of people love the character um, for wrestling and for ballet. So it's really cool. It's it's fun to see, like, people reacting to it well. And like I said, this whole character has made it onto another TV screen in another area in in Oregon so that's awesome you know in California I'm all over there wrestling this weekend is Kylie Sutton Um, so yeah I I really like it it's fun it's taking off pretty well now you had mentioned some of the shows that you're going to be up uh, again on this weekend can you run those back down for us again I was very interested the the last one you mentioned was it for AWS is that right did I hear you right Correct, AWS. What 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 show is that again? And 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 do you know who your opponent's going to be? Um, yes, I'm. It's the women's tournament for AWS. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my, I'm tagging with. Uh, I can't say her name right. Um, you're putting me on the spot. I can't say her name correctly because it's. I think it's. I don't want to try. I'm sorry, okay. but there's a flyer on my um on my page because I don't want to mess up her name, but um, okay. we're wrestling Sage Sin and Rave, so we're tagging against them. Okay. I know there's some girls from Santino Brothers, which I'm wrestling, or I'm battling um, Hoss Hog at on Saturday, or on Friday night, and then tomorrow night is Brian Kendrick's um, pro wrestling show. Very, very cool. Re- yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and I'm wrestling Fern Owens, the pirate guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very cool. If uh, folks want to follow you on social media or they would like to pick up, I know that somebody had asked on one of your posts or on one of our posts how they could get one of those cool Allie Parker T-shirts. How do people get a hold of you on social media, and how can they buy your merchandise? Um, the T-shirts are at ProWrestlingTees.com and then backslash Allie Parker. 
Um, okay. If you go on there, you see everybody's list uh, name on the list. Um, I'm just another name on the list. Uh, yep, yeah, you can find me at ProWrestlingKeys.com. And okay. I'm hoping to have a new T-shirt soon. We're still working on a cool design. So, yeah. Anyway, um, for Instagram, if you're an Instagrammer, and Twitter, I'm at the Allie Parker, which is T-H-E-E-A-L-L-I-E-P-A-R-K-E-R. And then um, I think Facebook and YouTube is the same. It's Facebook backslash or YouTube backslash um, Allie Parker Wrestling. Very cool. Um, Allie, it's always great to have you on the show. You've always been kind to us, kind to me with your time, and just wanted to let you know that, that we support you in all that you do. We're, we're huge Allie Parker fans here. Before, uh, before we let you go for the evening, would you do us a favor and just record a bump for us? Go like, um, this is Allie Parker or Kylie Sutton, however you want to do it, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show? Sure. You can go whenever you're ready. Okay. This is Allie Parker, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Thank you very much, Allie. I, we certainly appreciate your time, and I just want to – I know that Laura's just been biting at the at the bit over this. I want to I just want to squash all the rumors right now, just so that the folks know our, our listeners and all of our fans. I do not have a Twitter crush on Allie Parker. Okay, I just I want to put that out yes, there. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. I can't help it. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I I can't help it. I'm I do. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't lied to listeners yet. So, no, Allie, it's always great Allie's to talk. Allie's great. To you. Who wouldn't have a crush on her? Yeah. Allie, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. You guys are so fun. <laughs> All right. <You> take care <laughs> and, and good thank good you. luck and, be, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, Allie. Thank you. Bye. See you, Allie. Bye. Bye. And there she goes, folks. There goes Allie Parker. Always, always great talking to Allie. I like Allie. She is so much fun, and I hate that I don't get to see a lot of championship wrestling from Hollywood because um, the pictures I've seen as, uh, of her as um, Kylie Sutton, she just looks so cute. You know, she's just you know she's got her little cowboy boots on, and you know, I gotta start watching that more often. I don't know. I, I know that I get it on DirecTV. I don't know about Dish, and I don't know about Time Warner or Comcast or any of the other providers. Right. But Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, you can watch it on MAV TV. That's M A V TV. They also, you can go to uh, champ, what is it? Championship Wrestling from Hollywood dot com, I believe, is the website. I we'll, so. I'll put it, we'll put up all those links uh, on the website tonight after the show. Um, I know that there were a couple of things. We're going to have Stu Stone coming up here uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, about 20 minutes out for Stu Stone. We've got a couple of things that we wanted to cover. Um, PWG held a show this past weekend in which Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole, who I'm partial to Adam Cole. I think he's the best thing to happen to Ring of Honor in a long, long time. Kyle O'Reilly defeats Adam Cole to become the new PWG champion via tap out. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, 
everything that I know of in that match. It was an excellent match. PWG continues to put out quality show after quality show, even though I think they're like on three month turns. You know, it's uh, they are one of right. those promotions that spare no expense and bring in any name that they can. And we've we've mentioned this before. They're the only promotion that I know of that can have a show where they don't announce any of the lineup and the show is guaranteed to sell out. So it says something about it is crazy. It's nuts. If we did that over here, if I just said wrestling show, $30 to get in, no one would come. You know, that's just the way that it is. But you do it out there at PWG, it's a packed house. They're hanging off the rafters. So, um, You know, like you said, they bring in the talent, and Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite ginger right now. So uh, I'm so glad that he um, won the uh, the PWG Championship. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I want to talk about something. Uh, Chikara had their first pay-per-view in a long time, and mm-hmm. it was absolutely phenomenal. I won't go over all the matches, uh, but Chikara always puts on a good show. Uh, Icarus defeated Eddie Kingston to become um, the new champion, and I can't remember what they call it. It's a funny name. It's a strange it's not name. Like Chikara champion. It is a strange right. name. So, uh, but it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs was there. I mean, the the main event uh, after the main event. The ha- I mean, it was just like pure bedlam. And they're coming to North Carolina in September to Gibsonville, so I'm going to get myself down to Gibsonville in September to watch the Chikara show, so I'm so excited. But anyway, I did want to address something. Buff Bagwell, Buff the mm-hmm. Stuff, Buff, Buff the Daddy stuff. from WCW, uh, yeah. Handsome Stranger, if you go back that far, um, yeah. delivered a Canadian destroyer this weekend. Yes. Yeah. And um, Sanjay uh, Dutterson had tweeted out, and no one believed him. Even Colt Cabana said, I don't believe you, but it's, it's, on, it's on the Internet. And what gets me is he does this move, and this guy kicks out of it. Yeah. This guy kicks out of it. And if you read George South's uh, Dad, You Don't Work, You Wrestle, he talks about how he kicked out of Jerry Lawler's fist drop, the same fist drop he beat. Hulk Hogan and Nick Bockwinkle and Andre the Giant with. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, that's crazy. See, that's and, and here's the crazy. Um, here's the thing too is that, and, and I saw some pictures. There were some pictures that uh, some wrestlers that were on the card uh, put up with Buff Bagwell. You know, little selfies and, and all that other junk. Buff Bagwell looks in phenomenal shape. I mean, it's like the dude, he's like ageless. Mm-hmm. He hasn't skipped a beat. I mean, you know, he was he might be a little thinner, uh, but not by a lot. I mean, the guy is still in phenomenal shape. You know, and, and you and I have talked he to Buff is. Bagwell before. You know, Buff Bagwell. Yes, we have. I, I'll say this till till the day they put me in the ground. Buff Bagwell was one is one of the nicest wrestlers that I have ever met in person. And just just a phenomenal guy. Just, just a stand-up guy. Uh, yeah. Very personable with the fans. Um, you know, just, just a nice guy. Just a nice guy. We're gonna. Uh, I know that uh, this guy's been holding for a while, and, and I'll apologize to him when we get him on. But it's time for our 
we got a few minutes here before Stu calls in. It's time for our weekly phone conversation with Mr. Sleaze, Eric Thompson. Hi, Eric. Hello, 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 hello. How are you, brother? Hey, Sleaze. I'm, I'm doing good. How are y'all? How are y'all? Doing good. Sorry you know, I couldn't get to I you earlier. We were I, under time constraints. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, I'm, I knew... That I wasn't, I thought I wasn't going to be able to call in this week, you know, having some technical difficulties with my other phone, aka the bills didn't get paid. But you know what? It happens. I had a wrestling show to go to, so the cell phone had to wait. So how, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing uh, on this fine Wednesday night? Allie Parker uh, just got off the radio, so that means that um, Bunkhouse Bob just got off at the same time. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Sleaze, Mr. Sleaze. I've been sleaze-bombed, haven't I? I'm glad you said that. Hashtag Bob's got a boner. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag everyone wishes they were me. Hey, don't worry. I was was at the the same point with you. I was sitting there like, oh, she sounds so pretty. I just want to smell her hair. (laughs) Uh, I put up a couple of pictures of uh, of Ali, and, and if you, we'll put it this way: Ali is a is a phenomenal wrestler, and she's not hard on the eyes, folks. We'll just put it like that: she is not hard on the eyes at all. So, so uh, I heard you got a very big show coming up uh, later on. You got Stu Stone, which I think is the same guy that was on Jamie Kennedy back in the day. Whoever that, that guy is, is, that same, the very same, and the one, the one half of the the collective voice of championship wrestling from Hollywood. He's also manager for the uh, the Family Stone. Uh, very excited to have him on. He's uh, quite a career, and we'll, we'll get into that. I know. I'm, I'm excited to listen. Um, so I think it's time for that time again because, you know, I had a lot of people hit me up on uh, Facebook and Twitter this week saying that they loved the new segment. They loved hashtag Sleeves Gets Heat. But I don't know what I want to get heat about this week. I mean, there's so there's so many things to get heat about, like uh, that somebody kicks out of the Canadian destroyer that's thrown by a 70 year old man. I mean, Buff Bagwell. Um, you know, even though he's a <laughs> hell of a guy, he's a hell of a guy. You know, I understand, but I mean, uh, I met the guy numerous times. He's a great great athlete, I guess. Um, doesn't talk that much, so I don't know. But you know what? Hey, the man can throw a Canadian destroyer. I can't. Well, I might be able to. I just never tried it. You know, there's it's, it's things that can happen like that. Um, let's see what's coming up in the world of uh, wrestling. Uh, NXT has uh, Arrival Part 2, a.k.a. TakeOver uh, Thursday, which is going to be shitty, like always. That'll I mean, be available on the... Yeah, the WWE Network is now putting Next out there in programming to lure in more people to buy into the uh, buy into the stream because they're about all oh, eight hundred thousand people short of meeting their goal. Hey, and I mean, I'm just saying, I know everybody is like me, and they want to see Adrian Neville go against another guy that couldn't make it on the main roster, so they brought him down and kicked uh, a lot of other people that deserve that spot off, and that being uh, the. Uh, Oh, Natalie's lap dog, uh, whoever that guy is. Tyson um, Kidd. Who is? That's him. That's him. See, I didn't know without his leash on. You know. Um, yeah. So oh. that's that's 
that's that one thing. Uh, you know, you got you got the best wrestler on the show, aka Sami Zayn, going against a guy that takes selfies that's not Cameron Cade. So I don't know what's going on right there. I um, think it's that's a, a I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a By move way, to try to. I think it's just a move on WWE's part to try to get more people involved in the WWE network because, like I said, they're short on viewership, and NXT, whether you like them or whether you don't, has gained a cult-like following in the Florida area, the Georgia area. There are some people that are more emotionally invested in the wrestlers at NXT than they have on stars in the main roster. That is that is a true statement, Bob. But here is the moment of heat that you get today from, from me. All right, tell me something. Why am I not booked in more companies? I do one little little shoot, little promo slash whatever the hell it is last week, and, you know, I got, I got a lot of responses of people that hate me. I mean, you know, I can work a crowd even if it's over a phone. You know, if you if they just, people don't like me because of what I said last week about certain things. But you know what? You listened in. You're probably going to call in. You're probably listening right now to wait until I drop a name. But I don't drop people's names that I don't care about. So you're welcome. Now, everybody, be sure to go uh, send whoever that person is a bunch of uh, f- sleaze bombs. And let's get that up and going, and let's get Eric Thompson more booking. Thank you, people. Uh, mute me, and I want to listen to the rest of the show until something exciting happens. Thank you, sir. Your wish is my command. <laughs> and there he goes. Please, please. Please, bomb with hashtag <laughs> book sleaze. Please, he. The sleaze army. The sleaze what army. Huh? Yeah. Hashtag sleaze gets heat. Hashtag sleaze army. Hashtag team sleaze. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. You know, Bob, we really should, uh, you know, I know that this is already a show title taken, you know, put over the world, but, I mean, you and I really put over the world. I mean, seriously. You know. We put over the world. And I'm going to put somebody over right now real quick. I want to give a quick shout-out. To our fan dude of the week, Mr. Jordan Castle. Jordan, I feel your pain. We both are Caleb Conley fans, and we've had to put up with a lot this weekend. So I'm just saying, me and you, Team Caleb, for life, brother. What time are you and Jordan going to go to the wake? It's <laughs> not going to be a wake. <laughs> well, I mean, the way that you're carrying on, I'd swear to God there's going to be a wake later. What time's Jordan picking me up? He and Batista Bear are coming to get me, so. Oh, God. Um, I noticed, I, I saw something, and I think you saw this, too. And we'll give a shout-out to uh, our good friend Josh Wheeler, uh, his promotion, AWE, yes. which is uh, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, has a show coming up June 22nd. Who is that person that he has been posting out on Facebook that's going to be that appearing? That would be Mr. Davey Richards. Davey Richards is going to be mm-hmm. appearing for Josh Wheeler's promotion, AWE, in June. Uh, obviously, we'll get more skinny from Josh as the date comes closer uh, because Josh will not pass up a free promotional opportunity just like I won't pass up a free donut. So 
I know that he'll be back <laughs> on the show. He'll be plugging something, you know. I, I, I just know it. But Davey Richards will be appearing for AWE, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, in June. Um, you had mentioned something last week um, mm-hmm. about a match between Rob Killjoy and James Drake, mm-hmm. in which well, Jane, James Drake, make sure I've, I've set this up right, set the stage right. Did I hear did, did I hear this right that James Drake punched Rob Killjoy's mother at the event? He laid is, is her right? out. Did were you yes. able to find out anything on that? Well, um, it's for a promotion called SWA comes out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Uh, they're having a show this weekend where Rob Kiljoy will defend his title against previous guest, Mr. Ethan Case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a statement from both um, Mr. Rob Kiljoy and Mr. James Drake, and let me read uh, what those statements are okay. from Mr. Rob Kiljoy. I've said pretty much everything I needed to say. My actions are going to speak louder than my words the next time I see James Drake. What he got at ROD last Saturday, which I'm not sure what ROD is, but it must have been their their, uh, show last Saturday, was just a taste. He wants to make jokes about hitting my mom, but when I get my hands on him, he won't be laughing for much longer. This isn't even about the title anymore. This is about revenge. Plain and simple. So let wow. me get Mr. James Drake's. Yeah, it's 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 going down. The dude it, it really is. Um, he, he laid out his mom. What, what what do you think was going to happen? Well, I, I'm not sure. You know what James Drake thought was going to happen, but um, he's been on Facebook saying all kinds of stuff. So here's what he said this morning. Um, just in case you have forgotten. This is James Drake. I have punched a man, in quotation marks, uh, and I use that term loosely, mother in the face two weeks ago. I hear she has started to recover, but during her downtime has since found her way back into the kitchen where she belongs and is now preparing dinner for everyone except for herself since her dinner has to be drank through a straw. Thank you for your time and for all the support I have received for this public service. Um, let me see. Let me get one more status because some of this stuff has been bad, <laughs> real bad. Um, let's see here. See if I can find one real quick. I, that one was the one that he had told me he, that I could use. Basically, he just said, you know, uh, Rob Killjoy has um, Rob Killjoy's mother is a fan. And she overstepped the boundaries of a fan by getting into the ring, and he just did what any other wrestler would have done to a fan who got into uh, the ring um, when they were not supposed to. That is the so craziest thing that I've ever heard of. So yeah, that's that's how it all you know went down and. I have a feeling this Saturday at the Gaffney Armory, bell time is 8.30, uh, it's going to go down again. So if you're in the Gaffney, South Carolina uh, area, um, 
you need to go see that because it's going to get interesting to say the least. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, I've I've known of wrestlers, fathers and brothers getting involved, obviously, you know, the the hard family and, you know, John Cena's dad who now takes bookings but doesn't show up for them. Uh he got Yeah, no kidding. Know, it, he got involved, you know, with stuff, but I have not heard of anybody's mother becoming involved in a match and a wrestler punching the mom. That, that's the craziest thing I've well, ever seen. Well, that's uh, Bagwell's mama. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, no, that's true. That, that's been a while back. That escaped me. I guess... Uh, I guess that if if Mr. Sleaze wanted to get heat, you you know, hashtag hit my mom. You know, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. And that's crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Somebody punched my mama in the mouth. You'd be damn well sure I'm getting in there. So, uh, well, he well Rob did Rob tried, but I think you know Drake laid him out. Uh, Lord. Kind of craziness. So, I mean, that's just—it is. It is absolutely craziness. But you know, hey, this—it's wrestling. It's independent wrestling. Wrestling. That's right, uh, folks. Our, our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Waiting for a uh, phone call from one Mister Stu Stone from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He's supposed to call into us here in the eight o'clock hour coming up in a couple of minutes. You know. uh Sleaze had had mentioned something. I, I want to go back to it. You know, when he was talking about the, and we we don't talk about it a whole lot about NXT. You know, this, that, and the other. I, I happened to flip on Raw the other night because I, I I just don't watch WWE programming that much. I follow a little bit on social media. You know, yes, I went to WrestleMania. Who wouldn't? Uh, but to sit down and watch the weekly programming, I don't. At the time that I turned it on, I was flipping back and forth. I was watching the hockey game. I'm flipping back and forth, and the time I turned it on, this is what I saw. I saw Damian Sandow, dressed as Davy Crockett, <laughs> come out to face some guy named Adam Rose, who has an entourage with him don't that we know that there were. Yeah, don't be he a woman. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, Rosebud. Um, which I know that uh, there were several PWX wrestlers a, a couple weeks ago that were part of the, the Rosebuds or the, the Entourage. I don't know if it's supposed to be a rave party or whatever it is. But at any rate, I watched Damian Sandow, who is an excellent wrestler, an excellent talker, has all of the, all of the abilities to be a champion, dressed as Davy Crockett. Every week wrestling yep. this guy he's like he's like the new Dolph Ziggler I guess so then yeah and you know exactly he's in a in a two-minute or three-minute squash match and then we're going to bring out oh I don't know let's bring out Jack Swagger because we don't have anything else for him to do because we broke up the real Americans so we're going to bring Jack Swagger out. Everybody on commentary is sitting there with their thumb up their butt. They're not saying a word. And I watched this in the nope. span of five minutes, and guess what I did? Turn the channel. I went back to watching hockey. I thought. So while the WWE continues to make grasps at straws 
for all this mid-card talent that's sitting out there. And I did, I, do, I want to back up. I did watch Alicia Fox wrestle. I did oh, watch that. <laughs> Watched her wrestle against Emma. And Alicia Fox is one of those girls that is probably one of the, uh, another one in a long list of names that's underutilized in the WWE because she can actually wrestle. Uh, but I flipped it back. My point being is, is that while the WWE grasps at straws to do something with all this mid-card talent and have yet to, to lay the axe down really to anybody, usually right after WrestleMania, then, you know, that, this, that following month, there are several releases. I haven't seen a whole lot of release statements. Now they're going to concentrate on grabbing more people onto the WWE network because of the loss of revenues from not having enough subscribers. So they're going to put Next out there to try to gather all those people that have heard everything about Next but haven't been fortunate enough to get a ticket to go to the shows that they do in Florida. I mean, there's talk about taking NXT on the road. There's talk about NXT, NXT pay-per-views. Yeah, so, I, because I would watch them and I would go, yeah, hey, you know. And then, and then I read some other, I read some other comment uh, that somebody put out that NXT stars are struggling to find their identity on the main roster and in, in, in WWE, and it's like mm-hmm. you just got called up to that. the freaking, you just got called up. You've been you've been mm-hmm. you've been on the big screen for a grand total of three weeks. And, and people, you know, yeah. are struggling to identify with them. You know, I think what this comes from, and, and hopefully Stu will be calling us here in a couple of minutes, what I think this comes from is is that you get something, a gimmick like the Wyatts, that is just lightning in a bottle that happens once every so often. And they're taking that and then flipping comparisons on other stars that are coming up and wondering why they're not getting that kind right. of reaction. That's right. where I think, I think this Emma was from. mentioned. Yeah. You know, uh, Emma was mentioned. Get, get Adam Rose was me. mentioned. Right. I love Adam Rose. I absolutely love that gimmick. I think it breathes life into the product. Um, you need something like that. Emma, I think you need to get her away from Santino. Yeah. I think she just needs to stand on her own. She doesn't need to be this, the clumsy girlfriend of Santino. Just, just do what you're supposed to do, you know, which is wrestle. And obviously, you know, you can wrestle or you wouldn't be up on the main roster. But, yeah, just just, um, just, um, just do what you got to do and, and don't worry about this. And I hate when they do that. They pair them up with a wrestler at first. And I'm like, can't they, can't they stand on their own? You know, it's... Um, right, and I, I, I don't get that whole... You know the and and then we're we're going to move on from this because we're not going to waste a whole lot of right. uh, time on on WWE and that 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 whole evolution business you know about coming out to the ring and having no coordination and no rhythm and yet we're expected to believe that as soon as she steps through the ropes that she has the wrestling ability you know able to carry her to a championship you know the Divas title whatever yeah it just uh, I don't know. It, it reminds me of yeah. the old uh, reminds me of the old uh, festish stick, you know, where he stood there like a doofus yeah. on the ring apron until the ring bell rang, and then he turned into the beast. You know, come on, <laughs> yeah. you might as well have done that with her. You're going to have her walk down to the ring like her shoelaces are tied together, 
But yet, then when she gets in the ring, she's supposed to be an ass kicker. Come on, it just it doesn't add up. So I don't know. Two one three eight one six one six zero five. We're waiting on a phone call from uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Stu Stone. Uh, hopefully, he'll be calling here in a few minutes. Um, I did want to talk about. I did go to a wrestling show myself uh, this past weekend. I'll go on and give my review of that while we're waiting. Uh, while we're waiting on Stu. Um, I went to uh, NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling, which was held uh, here uh, where I live at, uh, at the uh, Monroe Convention Center. Some of the stars that were, um, that were on the uh, card were Bordell Walker, Steve Anthony, John Saxon, um, Houston Carson, Barbie Hayden was there. Uh, I had actually met the, uh, the promoter uh, before, and he was kind enough to... Uh, actually run me out some tickets uh, so I could buy them. And I went in there pretty much with an open mind because, you know, Laura, you and I have talked about this. Uh, we had talked about this before. Um, you know, I'm I'm leery of the whole NWA name being attached onto several right. different promotions. Uh, we, we all know about NWA Smoky Mountain. Uh, there are several promotions that are popping up with the NWA name on them. This one being one of them, another one's NWA Elite out of South Louisiana, another one's NWA Houston. There are several incarnations of this. So I, with, with much trepidation, went into this event and said, I'm going to go in with an open mind. Uh, venue was nice. Uh, I had been there before for another event. Um, seating was adequate. Uh, of course, I went with my son. We had to leave early because we had to be first in line. So... You know, because we wanted ringside seats, they weren't selling. Uh, it was all general admission. So we get there, we're first in line. Oh. Um, some of the crap I had to hear while standing in line was just, you know, I guess it was just me being a smart ass, you know, somebody saying, you know, Bray Wyatt used to be Husky Harris, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, just, you know, normal <laughs> chit chat, you know, and then, um, Make a long story short, we go on and uh, we get in, we get our ringside seats, and uh, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to do the, the the full breakdown on on all the matches. I am going to tell you uh, a, a couple of people that uh, that that I did see that that I thought were were really good. I, there was a young guy there named Apocalypse. And first of all, let me let me back up here. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. A lot of times we talk about different styles of wrestling. We'll talk about Lucha Libre, High Flying, Matt Technician. Uh, the big craze right now is strong style wrestling, which is uh, we see it in PWX and, and Ring of Honor and several others. You know, several high-paced, high-action-packed, hard-hitting moves, you know, linked together, you know, that, that kind of thing. I've been to a lot right. of wrestling, folks. I've been I've been to a lot of wrestling, and I, you know, I've already told you I've been a fan for over 35 years, and I've pretty much seen every style of wrestling that there is. We were really close. We were ringside. There were no barricades. I was probably six feet from the ring. Okay, I can tell you, with the exception of some of the Luke Hawks matches that I've seen uh, through another promotion, I don't think that I've ever seen a harder hitting or harder old school style of wrestling than what I saw this past Saturday night. This wrestling was very, very stiff. So when I, 
when you, when the name of the NWA came up, you know, you're thinking more of that old, you know, side standing headlock for ten minutes, you know, something exactly. like that. It was actually refreshing, and this is just going to blow some of our younger listeners away. It was refreshing to actually see some wrestling moves, you know, like a hammer lock or a top wrist lock or a uh, fireman's carry takeover, you know, or a deep arm drag. And to have that actually mixed in with a stiff style or strong style of wrestling was a real treat. Um, There were a couple of guys that really stood out to me. Uh, There's a young guy on there named Apocalypse uh, that I'm going to keep my eye on. I'm not really familiar with him but I liked his ring style. The biggest one of the night for me personally was getting to watch uh, Houston Carson. I don't know if anybody's familiar with this guy, but if you're not, you need to be. Uh, Wrestles primarily out of Texas, does wrestling for NWA Houston. As a matter of fact, he is going to have a match coming up, and we're going to cover it uh, in our indie events. Uh, He has a very big opportunity ahead of him, wrestling for the international NWA world title match, a world title versus Sotisha Kojimiya. Uh, He's actually flying in from Japan to defend the NWA world title three times here in the United States. And Houston has a chance at that belt. Um, Barbie Hayden is his ring valet. This guy has the look. He has the ability to talk. And most importantly, this cat can wrestle. I don't think that I've seen anybody in the ring within the last two or three years that's really, really set me off like watching him. And he actually wrestled two matches as part of a a tournament for the NWA Southern Heritage title. If you're not familiar with Houston Carson, you need to pay attention to that name. I'm not tooting my own horn. But usually when I tell you that there's a wrestler that you need to pay attention to, things happen. And they happen for a reason. Okay? Houston so Carson. Don't, I am a wrestling genius. Pay attention to that name. Okay? I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Now, I've just been informed Stu Stone's running a little bit late. He'll probably be on in the next five to ten minutes or so, so please hang with us. Um, at any rate, I was very, very impressed. The only criticism, and I actually shared this with the promoter prior to us going on air, the only criticism that I had about the entire show was is that usually at intermission or even before, they have a meet-and-greet area set up for wrestlers to, to right. sell pictures and uh, take pictures and autographs and so on and so forth. They did not have that at this show because it was a tournament-style setup and there wasn't enough time in the inter- intermission for wrestlers making it from the first round to the second round to get their stuff together to, you know, to come back out to wrestle again. Um, but I did have the opportunity uh, after the match to meet uh, John Saxon, and I did have a chance to meet uh, the new um, NW, or I'm sorry, the new yeah NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling Champion uh, Vordell Walker, who beat Steve Anthony in an I Quit match. Uh, that was a very hard-hitting match. Uh, went on all over the building. Uh, I have nothing but but positive things to say about this promotion. I know that they they are running shows in my area. I also know that they're running shows over in Mississippi. So if you're missing some of that 
TCW activity that was taking place over in Mississippi and uh, in North Louisiana, if you're from this area, I highly recommend that you check out an NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling uh, show. You won't be you won't be disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. They have another show coming up here in August that I, that I will definitely be at because I was informed uh, they're going to bring in Scorpio Sky uh, for this match uh, oh, wow. for that event, and I was also told I'm trying to find it real quick. I know that Jason Kincaid will be at that August show, and there was another name, too, and I believe it was Chase Brown. But I'm, I'm trying to dig through here now and find that information. I apologize. I probably should have had it a little more readily available. It wouldn't surprise um, me if uh, Chase that? is on the card because he does he, – it wouldn't surprise me because he does go you know, further south than you know, North and South Carolina. So I am, I am almost 100% sure that it is Chase Brown. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I will, will I will correct it. Obviously, as as time goes on, uh, we will uh, we will make sure that we get uh, we will get that information. But uh, NWA Bayou Independent Wrestling, I had a great time. Uh, really cool to meet John Saxon. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, and like I said, meeting Vordell Walker again, another nice guy. Walked up to him, thanked him. Uh, Vordell had a lot of things to say after the match, uh, letting folks know that, you know, wrestling is, independent wrestling is readily available if you're willing to find it, uh, that the guys that are wrestling there are, um, you know, are just as good as the, as the product that you're seeing on TV. You know, it's just a question of, uh, you know, being able to find those promotions and, and, and making an investment in them. So, you know, I invested in, in NWA Bayou Independent, and I'll, I'll I'll do so again in August. So, you know, that's what I got. Very good show. Yeah, we've talked about that before, and, you know, I think there were a lot of people uh, at Thomasville that was their first PWX show, and I, I had family to show up that I hadn't seen in 15 or 20 years in the North mm-hmm. Carolina area. And... Um, Guy I met up in uh, Salem at that horrible wrestling show, uh, Joe White, he came down for PWX. Um, and they were just blown away uh, at what, you know, the product that they put on. Um, and it's top-notch. It's, um, and, you know, you get to talk with the wrestlers. I got my right. picture with the bravados, you know, it's, where are you going to get that? You're not going to get that at WWE unless you show out the big bucks. Exactly. Yep. You know. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, Laura. I agree with you 100%. So go go to some indie wrestling. I paid twenty dollars to sit in the front row. There's no barricades at PWX, just like where you were. And I got to go and I got to talk to people. I got to talk to my BFF. There you go. I got to fondle Batista Bear. I mean. That was worth twenty bucks. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but just support indie, well, indie wrestling. If it's in your town, go see it. Matter of fact, in supporting indie wrestling, Laura, why don't you go on and, and we'll kick off uh, the indie announcements that we have while we're waiting on Stu. Stu's running a little bit behind, folks, and we'll uh, as soon as he's able to get in, call into us. We'll we'll get him on the air. 
Uh, why don't you go on and tell us what's happening with AAW Wrestling, Laura? You, you, you threw me a... There we go. Um, AAW Wrestling presents United We Stand on Saturday, May 31st, 7.30, bell time at the Freaksters Roadhouse in Pontiac, Illinois. Scheduled to appear, Shane Hollister. He's good. Uh, ACH, Zero Gravity, uh, Heidi Lovelace, Michael Elgin, and more. Uh, if you want more info, check out www.aawrestlingrather.com. CZW presents Prelude to Violence, Saturday, May 31st, at the Rockstar Pro Arena in Dayton, Ohio. There is a 7.30 bell time. Scheduled to appear, DJ Whitmer, Kimberly, Lufisto, A.R. Fox, DJ Hyde, my BFF, Caleb Conley, He's going to challenge Shane Strickland for the CZW Wired Championship. Go Team Caleb! If you want uh, more info, you can check it out at www.czwrestling.com. NWA Houston, Saturday, May 31st, VFW Post 8905 in Cypress, Texas. NWA World Title Match, Satusha Kojima versus Houston Carson. uh, Also appearing be Brian Wilcott, Barbie Hayden, Jax Dane, Tim Storm, The Empire, and many more. Info on that show can be found out at www.nwahouston.com. Oops, sorry. You know I get lost in tweets. I know, you're you're... Smoky Mountain. <laughs> Saturday, May 31st, at the Kingsport Civic Auditorium in Kingsport, Tennessee. There is an 8 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. Air America, the Heat Seekers, the new PWX champion, Cedric Alexander. We won't have that belt, I'm sure. Chase Owens, J- Jason Kincaid, and many more. You can check out that information at www.nwasmokymountain.com. Um, every time they have a show like this, I can't go because I'm going somewhere else that weekend. It makes me mad because I do want to go out and see uh, NWA Smoky Mountain. And speaking of which, I am going to Firestar Pro Wrestling on Saturday, June 1st at uh, the Greensboro Boys and Girls Club. Uh, for you PWX fans, this is where they had Gate City Battle last month. It's mm-hmm. at the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Uh, 840 Mill Street, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, they're presenting their path to glory. And former WWE superstar, current TNA superstar, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, will be there for a meet and greet. Uh, I'm, he's going to be, um, I'm not sure if he's wrestling or not. I'm not sure. But mm. uh, the Firestar Pro Wrestling Champion, the Scrapyard Dog will be there, Marcellus King, Chris Lee, Chet Sterling, Joe Black, Cedric Alexander, Lance Lude, um, <laughs> Caleb Conley, uh, Caprice Coleman, Drew Myers, LeBron Cozon, uh, Manny Garcia. Lots of people have told me that in five years he'll be wrestling for WWE. He's that good. Mm. I don't know. I've never seen him. So uh, the um, JJD, not sure who that is, but uh, Aaron Biggs and more. Um, 
the Path to Glory is going to be an eight-man tournament for the number one contender spot for the Firestar Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, and will win the Path to Glory Cup. Uh, the ticket information, general mission tickets are 10 bucks. front row are 12 um, Streamers will be available for purchase, because we all love to throw streamers. And photo opportunity with Bobby Lashley will be available. Event starts, uh, doors open at 3.30. Get there early if you want to have a photo opportunity with Bobby. Get there really early. Um, right. Event starts at 4. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's been uh, hyped up to me. Uh, cannot wait. Very cool. Cannot wait. And Great. also, I do apologize to um, Jordan. I want to talk about the Queens of Combat. Mm-hmm. which is a all-female show in Charlotte at Club Hush. Um, it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. The names that they've got coming in um, is a who's who of women's wrestling. Let me get to that. Uh, um, it'll be Friday, June 13th at Club Hush. Uh, for all you PWX fans, you know where that is. Uh, doors open at 7. Bell time is at 8. Uh, the feature is going to be Sojo Bolt. Taylor Hendricks, previous guests of ours, Sassy Steffi, uh, Nevaeh and Jessica Havoc, who are known as the Killer Death Machines, Amber O'Neill, Heidi Lovelace, and previous guest, Amanda Rodriguez. Drill Missions, $15. Front row is 20 Sure. I uh, can't beat that, people. Uh, you're going to see some great women's wrestling, and... Um, you know, who knows if this is successful? High spots might start doing a regular show like this. Maybe start their own little women's federation. I'd love to see that. Um, we all love good women's wrestling, and we know we're not getting it on TV. So, um, go out and uh, definitely go out and support them. Uh, Bob is probably taking care of business. Um, I would just like to say, if Caleb is listening, um, you know, don't worry about this. It's a little bump in the road. You'll get the title back. We all know that. Um, oh, Lord. Cedric's a great wrestler. Yeah, Cedric is a great wrestler. We're not going to hear any more about Caleb Conley's nonsense. Folks, without further ado, as promised, as guaranteed, as booked, as billed, joining us now from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, none other than Mr. Stu Stone. Stu, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm very good. How are you, my good friend Bob? I'm, I'm I'm doing fine, sir. I'm doing fine. How have things been going for you? I think they're pretty good. I'm actually here in uh, Toronto, Canada today, uh, calling you from Canada. So I'm on your time zone, actually, which is very refreshing. So I can be in your headspace and know exactly, you know, where you're coming from. And uh, the lovely Laura is here as well, I'm assuming, right? Yes, sir, that is correct. That's right, Stu. Good to talk to you again. You guys had Ali Parker on the yeah. show, so I'm sure the uh, that, that killed the ratings. But hopefully, this will help bring them back where they need to be. Yeah, we're 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 holding on by a, by a wing and a prayer. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> first and first and foremost, too, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. Uh, and 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 more importantly, thank you for the recent mention on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on TV episode on MAV TV. Uh, uh, there were a few of us that got it, and once the word got around, uh, people were pretty excited, so I wanted to thank you for that. Hey, no problem, man. Listen, you guys support Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We support you. That's how it works. Um, awesome. reading, reading over your biography, 
there, there's a common theme that I found throughout it. Uh, is it fair to say that you were born to be an entertainer? Because, I mean, you've been at this almost since birth, right? Uh, interestingly enough, yes. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I was necessarily born to be this, but my my, my mother made a, a conscious choice <laughs> from a young age to take me to uh, try out for commercials and stuff like that. And from a kid, I was uh, definitely a child actor, was in the business from a very young age, and uh, I grew up obviously loving professional wrestling. So when I became an adult and the opportunity to, to, to you know, give it a shot came to uh, came to be, I definitely think that you know my past of being a, of being you know on camera throughout my whole life made it so that you know I didn't have to necessarily learn how to turn it on when the red lights on so to speak you know I definitely am comfortable being on camera I'm comfortable uh being put in in a live kind of situation and uh definitely the you know growing up in the business for sure gives gave me a, a major advantage right I, I, reading over stuff, and I was not, you know, I'll be honest with you, I was not familiar with your entire body of work until I started doing a little, you know, doing a little research. I know that you've done a lot of voiceover work. Uh, you've done a lot of animated work. Uh, what is doing that kind of work like, doing doing voiceover work? Is, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't have any experience with it. It's very tedious, or how, how does that, how does that go? Uh, well, you know, it depends. There's kind of like different ways that uh, there's there's a couple different ways that it goes. Uh, the, the the main, you know, the main stuff that I I did uh, animation stuff. You know, I've been on stuff from the Magic School Bus and the Care Bears and stuff like that. And I, I that was a lot of fun. You're sit, you're in a room with the microphone and the script. Usually you're with the other kids. Sometimes you're not, but, uh, you know, it takes about four hours to, or five hours to, to record an episode of a 30-minute show. And then really? sometimes, you know, I've done a couple cartoons where the animation is already... So th- those kind of shows, you record the vocals first, and then they go and they animate the show based on how you did the voice. But then hmm. there's also different shows, specifically stuff that's drawn or animated in Japan, uh, where you know, they come over here and you have to actually match up your mouth to the, you know, your voice to their mouth. You have to kind of dub what the cartoons are saying, which is a little bit more difficult. And I know back in the old days, um, you know, Mel Blank, the legend, uh, he used to do it like that, where he would actually have to watch the cartoon and, you know, do the voice as the cartoon is speaking. So, I mean, it depends on what the show is, but... uh, I've done it both ways, and uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun being, you know, having been, been able to be a part of such amazing projects over the years. Now, I'm not a huge rap fan, uh, but I watched your Ordinary Girl video, and I freaking loved it, dude. I, I, I just I, <laughs> Thanks, I, liked, I, I liked everything from the lyrics. What really got me was, who came up with the concept of putting the white masks on the girls? Because I thought that was just genius. Uh, thank you, man. Um, I, 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 I hate to pat myself on the back, but I had this idea to do that video, and I got very lucky. I worked with a really fantastic director, a guy named Jeremy Foley, who he was a child actor also, actually. He was in that movie Dante's Peak back when he was a kid. But um, he's a director now, and he's doing awesome work, and I managed to hook up with him, and he, uh, he loved the idea, and uh, he, was able, he, he was able to capture it beautifully. I appreciate that very much that you liked it. 
I have a lot of great videos out there that a lot of people don't really know about, but I used to, uh, you know, I've released a couple of albums with Jamie Kennedy, my old rap partner, and uh, right. we have a song called Rollin' with Bob Saget. That's uh, a pretty legendary uh, music video. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. I, I know I know that Laura's going to ask you about that. And, folks, if, you, if you're not familiar with these that we're talking about, you can go to YouTube, just put in Stu Stone, put in, type in Stu Stone, Ordinary Girl, or Stu Stone, Rollin' with Saget, and trust me, that, that Ordinary Girl video, that, that was the shit. Um, I guess, and we're going to cover some more of your stuff from your, your back catalog, but I guess the big question for me is how in the world did you go from doing voiceover work, animation work, rap work, move, you know, starring in movies, to getting involved in pro wrestling? Uh, well, you know, it's, 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 it's quite an interesting story here. Um, I was recently, I, have a, I produced a movie, um, a documentary on the Iron Sheik that just came out called The Sheik, mm-hmm. which uh, if you guys haven't seen that movie, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because I was involved with it, but honestly, it came out so, so good. I'm so proud of it. But uh, in the course of shooting that documentary, I got to interview a lot of wrestlers for, for the documentary. And one of the wrestlers that I interviewed was Colt Cabana, and Colt and I hit it off so well, and, uh, you know, both of us being, uh, you know, we, we realized that we were both Jews, <laughs> so we both, <laughs> we, 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 we bonded over that fact, and uh, funny enough, you know, Colt was very interested, you know, I, I, do, I did podcasting and continue to do podcasting and stuff like that, and Colt was very curious about getting into the podcast world, and we kind of made a deal with each other. I told him I would help him launch a podcast if, you know, he could get my foot in the door because I, I was dying to get into wrestling. So sure enough, you know, uh, Colt's show, we launched it, the Art of Wrestling podcast, which is one of the best shows, I mean, other than, of course, live from the Armory. It is. Uh, the Art of Wrestling uh, podcast is phenomenal, and Colt actually just celebrated his 200th episode, so muzzle tov and kudos to him. But, right. uh you know, once uh, he lived up to his end of the bargain, so to speak. Once, uh, once uh, his podcast got up and running, he uh, introduced me to Dave Marquez. I went and met with Dave, who was just launching the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood show. Back then, it was NWA uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and uh, there, there it was. I met with Dave, and uh, you know, he. I didn't hear from him for a little while, but then he hit me back and told me, you know, they had a spot for me, and from there, I just ran with it. It was. Uh, like a dream come true. I absolutely have always dreamed about being a part of uh, the wrestling world, and the fact that I get to do it is honestly, I mean, I'm sure you can tell just watching, but I'm having such a blast doing it. It's so much fun, and, uh, you know, I'm like living living out my childhood dreams. Very cool. I would rather go, I would rather go work an independent wrestling show for $5 than go have to sit on a set all day, uh, you know, for real money. <laughs> I have way more fun doing the wrestling, and uh, I just I just love it. I mean, you can tell, you know, there's a lot of guys, I'm not alone, but there's a lot of guys who have a lot of passion for it, who grew up watching it, who just love it. And those are usually the guys that I get along with the best, the guys that really, really love it. And, uh, you know, Colt is definitely one of those guys. Yes, we love Colt Cabana. No doubt yeah, about he's it. Awesome. He was actually just in. He was just in Toronto recently. I got to see, uh, got to hang out with him a little bit. And you know, the inter- interestingly enough, when I first started as a heel, you know, starting the Family Stone and 
you know, really finding myself as a character, uh, you know, I got to be a part of, uh, you know, the seven levels of hate legendary feud between Colt Cabana and Adam Pierce. Uh, right. You know, I was a, a big part of that, and uh, I got to work uh, against Colt for almost two years, and we just had the best time ever. Uh, and Adam Pierce, obviously, uh, the consummate professional. Uh, it was so 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 amazing being able to work with those two guys, and I feel like in a way I got to really fast track the learning process just working with two guys like that. You know, uh, I got to really see uh, an accelerated uh, an accelerated crash course of how, how this game goes. So I definitely have a lot of respect for those two guys. All right. Hmm. Well, I can't think of two better guys to you know set you on that fast track. I mean, both are absolutely phenomenal. I get to see Colt when I go to $5 Wrestling. Um, of course, he's not wrestling, but he's a commentator, but he's so fun, and he just seems to be, just like you you said, you're having the time of your life. He seems to be having the time of his life, and Adam Pierce Oh, yeah, is definitely. <laughs> yeah. Adam is an animal. Um, Adam is legit Adam Pierce. Like, when you see Adam Pierce in the ring, that's Adam Pierce every, every day. He's Adam Pierce 24-7. So he, the intensity is always up with that guy. And uh, as far as Colt goes, I'm happy to report that, you know, he's going to be making his return to championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, we're having a very big show, our, our biggest show of the year, the Red Carpet Rumble, which is coming up on June the 15th. We're going to tape it at uh, the Ocean View Pavilion uh, just outside of Los Angeles. And uh, Colt Cabana will be there, as will AJ Styles, as will Jake the Snake Roberts, Matt Hardy, uh, Trent Beretta, it's going to be a, a, the biggest card we've ever put on. So anybody who's even within any kind of traveling distance from uh, from the Ocean View Pavilion should go out of their way to, to come and see that show. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal night of action. Yeah, you guys are pulling out all the stops. Yeah, we really, uh, it, I'm really, really impressed with uh, this card too. And uh, I agree with you, we really are. I mean... Last year, we had a really great red carpet rumble. That's our big event that we have each year where it's a, sort of like a Royal Rumble-style type of uh, event where the winner of uh, the red carpet rumble gets a shot at, at gold. This year is a little bit of a twist on that though, uh, with the United Wrestling uh, Network. Uh, they're having a world title tournament coming up in the summer, and the winner of the red carpet rumble is going to be the first entrant into that tournament. So, uh, you know, we're pulling out all the stops, and kudos to Dave Marquez and the team uh, behind the scenes that, that have been managed to book such great talent. AJ Styles versus uh, Trent Beretta. It's going to be amazing. I'm so I'm excited to commentate that match. I mean, it's just uh, it's going to be awesome. I would awesome. be too. Yeah, well, it's going to be awesome. Switching gears a little bit from, from wrestling, uh, talking about the music and, and the song Rolling with Saget that you did with Jamie Kennedy, where did that idea come from? Where did you guys come up with the idea? Let's put Bob Saget in a song. Well, it's, it's it's funny you should mention that. Um, Jamie and I had a show on MTV a couple of years ago called Blowing Up. Um, I'm not sure if either of you ever saw it, but it was chronicling. I think you know, I have. Yeah. Jamie was in that. Jamie was in that movie uh, Malibu's Most Wanted, and uh, he played mm-hmm. a, a character of a white rapper. And in real life, Jamie, <laughs> you know, really does love rap, and he wanted to, you know, see if he could actually make it as a rapper. So the two of us teamed up, and we were trying everything in our power to get a record deal which the TV show chronicled uh, that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, no one wanted to, to, no one took us seriously. No one wanted to be on our, our track. And we were told, you know, in order to make it in rap, you have to have a, a guest appearance. You have to have, a, you know, an established celebrity appearance. 
So we called Nas, we called up Jay-Z, we called Puff Daddy. No one wanted to, to get near us. So uh, we called Bob Saget. <laughs> and Bob Saget is, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but Bob Saget is actually, you know, can I swear on this show? Yes. It's do whatever you kid, want to do. friendly show. Well, Bob Saget is legit the illest motherfucker in a cardigan sweater. A lot of people don't realize that. But, you know, he, he may play a clean, squeaky clean dad on Full House or... Or maybe he's making obnoxious voices on America's Funniest Home Videos. But in real life, Saget is one dirty, dirty motherfucker. He is a filthy man. And, I've uh, heard that before. I couldn't think of anybody. I couldn't think of anybody more fitting to have a hardcore rap anthem written about them. And Bob was such a trooper about it. And uh, it turned out to be, you know, a lot, you know, you can't get more fun than that. I mean, we had George Lucas in the music video. We had John Stamos. We had, uh, you know, Uncle Joey. Uncle Jesse, I should say, cut top. Of the <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we had uh, uh, Terry Crews was in the video. Uh, it was it was just a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. And Saget is the man, and he's a wrestling uh, fan too. I believe a couple years ago he did some stuff uh, with Dave Marquez. Uh, I don't remember what promotion, but Bob was Bob is a wrestling fan. Hmm. All the best people are. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, you also did a song called Save the Gingers And I'm very partial to red-headed guys So I need to ask you I've read the credits and everything Did the Ron Howard direct that video? Uh, no, not that Ron Howard It was the other Ron Howard Okay um, <laughs> There's multiple there's, Ron Howard I was going to say That's there's, just two, you know, wow Pseudo Ron it's, Howard It's a fairly common name uh, when I heard that I was going to be working with Ron Howard, I was very excited as well. And uh, when I showed up, uh, it definitely was uh, it was more uh, Potsy than it was uh, Richie uh, or Ralph Ralph or something. Uh, you know, it, was, it definitely wasn't Ron Howard. But uh, the guy, that Ron Howard actually did a good job. That video came out really funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do music. I, you know, obviously uh, I'm passionate about a lot of things, and I have a lot of fun with music. And... Um, you know, people can check out if they're bored and want to go to iTunes and check out some of the music that I've done over the years. There's, you know, they'll, they'll, some people may like it. I don't know. But uh, the, the theme song of the Family Stone is one of my songs called Superbird, which, uh, you know, pumps up the big Othello every time he hits the ring. And uh, James, the main event, Morgan, and, uh, you know, they, they love it. So I've, I've been real lucky to have uh, the music kind of be a part of my wrestling journey as well. And it kind of goes hand in hand, you know. You could use that for a theme song, or you know, you could do a video, right. and you right. know, have an appearance by a wrestler. So yeah, it all kind of just, you know, it's that rock and wrestling connection, right? Or you yeah, know, rap exactly. and wrestling connection. Exactly. <laughs> right. Except instead of well, uh, Cindy Lauper, I got Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was well, a pretty fair trade, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, speaking of the 80s, uh, I, one of my favorite cartoons ever was the ALF animated series. I watched it <laughs> every so week, and I could probably sing the theme song, but I'm not going to. Uh, what characters did you do on that show? What voices? Uh, you know, various various voices over the years for that, for that ALF show. That's so funny that you like it because uh, of all the cartoons that I ever was a part of, whenever I go to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, that is, there's this guy named Mike Mongoose that works uh, in, the, uh, 
in behind the scenes of the show, and he's a huge fan of that Alf show too, and he always is bugging me about that show. Uh, you know, <laughs> that was a good show about uh, Gordon Shumway going up to Mel Mac, and I was, you know, I was exactly. I was all over the place. I honestly couldn't really remember it was so long ago, but um, I'd have to watch it. But I was definitely in about uh, you know thirty or forty episodes of that show. Uh, but you know there was a lot, a lot, a long period, a, lo- a period of time from about '88 till about 1995, where you know I was literally just like doing a million cartoons, like everything. I was never, I never went to school. I was always working. So, um, needless oh, to wow. say, I had a, very, I had a really cool, I had a really cool bar mitzvah as a result. <laughs> I, I bet you to, did. I was able to throw a really big party. With that elf money. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, a lot of folks know that you were in Donnie Darko, and it has a cult-like status and a following. And looking back on it now, what was that experience like? Uh, Donnie Darko was by far, you know, of all the things that I've ever been in, that was probably the most important thing that I've ever, you know, career-wise been involved with. Uh, when we were making that movie, you know, a lot of guys, that was Jake Gyllenhaal's first movie. You know, that was like Seth Rogen's first movie. Uh, Patrick Swayze was in that movie. Drew Barrymore. Oh, wow. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, it was a fantastic uh, project to be a part of. But, you know, it was so weird and when we were making it. I don't think any of us really realized, like, we didn't even know what the hell it was, you know? Uh, but we were having <laughs> so much fun because, uh, you know, the director, Richard Kelly, who's a, f- a fantastic guy, he... He kind of just let us do what we, you know, let the actors do the acting, you know. So a lot of improv in that movie, like a lot, a lot, a lot of improv. And uh, Patrick Swayze is so funny. A lot of people don't realize how funny that guy was. Uh, Seth Rogen, you know, look what his career turned out to be. That guy's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Uh, He he has like a bit part in that movie. Uh, but, you know, one thing that's kind of interesting is that there was a scene in the movie where we're all supposed to be dressed up for Halloween. And they had it originally in the script that I was going to be dressed up, my character was going to be dressed up as like a Viking or a clown or something like that. And I told them, you know, if this is supposed to be 1988, like, I wouldn't have dressed up like that. I would have been, I would have dressed up like Hulk Hogan. And they were like, well, you better hurry up if you want to be right. Hulk Hogan. The scene is shooting, the scene is shooting in an hour. So you're going to be a clown unless you can come up with a Hulk Hogan thing. So I ran around and I threw together this outfit, uh, which, which with the Hulkamania and the mustache and the hair and the bandana, and I even like stuffed my shorts a little bit, like the Hulkster may have. Uh, that's just a ledge. Uh, you know, and uh, you know that it, it, ironically enough, you know that that's one of the most memorable things from the movie for me is just to see me walking around dressed as the Hulkster. And uh, years later, I was uh, flipping through, like, a WWE magazine, and they, ha- they listed off, like, the top ten most, like, random wrestling appearances in movies. And on that list was that Donnie Darko thing. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, WWE or whoever was writing that article, at least, uh, kind of acknowledged that. But, yeah, I mean, Donnie Darko is, is an awesome movie. Uh, it is. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely something that's worth checking out. Uh, you know, a lot of legendary performances, and you know, you make a movie that good, it's hard to it's hard to duplicate that. And uh, you know, it's almost good to like leave a movie career at that. You know, you once you do Donnie Darko, what do you need to do? 
hard uh, to follow up. You know, not well to say that I haven't. Yeah, it's right, right. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to follow up on that. And personally, you know, I uh, the, the anniversary of the film is coming up again in September, and every year we get calls from the different conventions, and I don't really go and do all that kind of stuff. But uh, the more I hear about it from, you know, just you even bringing it up. Everywhere I go, people are always talking about that movie, and maybe it's uh, maybe I should start taking advantage of some of this stuff and go out and meet, start meeting some fans of the movie at these conventions. Every year they call us, they want us to come uh, to screenings and stuff like that. It's one of those movies that just has, uh, like you said, a cult following, and uh, deservedly so. It's a really great movie. Yeah, I, I told Laura before we went on, before we went on air, it's one of those movies like The Boondock Saints. You know that people discover later that you know they just don't right. let go of. You know, so you want to take a hundred percent. Well, when 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 the movie opened, we it was one of the biggest bombs in the history of movies. I mean, we the movie opened and it made like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the opening weekend or something. And I'm not joking. It was really right. really like the worst, and it was heartbreaking for so many of us who thought like, you know, this is going to be so good because we had seen the screenings and it it was so well received. And then it just took completely tanked at the box office, and all of a sudden, like you said, like similar to Boondock Saints, it just out of nowhere it just started building momentum and momentum and momentum, and so much so that they ended up re-releasing it in the theaters two years later. Uh, it's a it's a it's a crazy story, and uh, uh, you know maybe Family Guy is a, a close thing to compare to because I remember Family Guy was on for a couple of years and then they took it off the air. The DVDs did so well that they brought it back and right now it's you know it's a staple of the fox lineup very similar 20th century fox owned bought the rights for donnie darko so you know it's kind of a play that you know i don't think you'll ever see stuff like that ever again happen because a people don't really buy dvds anymore mm-hmm. and you know True. there's no barometer to, to to check that you know what i mean right so you, exactly it, you, you, i don't think i don't think you're gonna see stuff like that ever happen again I hope I'm wrong, but I just, you know, it's, uh, no, it's I, really, I, really fascinating. No, I, th- I, I agree with you. I mean, there are television shows now that get canceled. People put petitions online. You know, they, you know, they, yeah. they flood, the, flood the networks with letters and the shows remain canceled. I just don't think that people uh, have that strong emotional investment. It's obvious that the, that the movie touched something in, in, in people that they could relate to and, you know, like you know what we've talked about. You know, it's one of those one of those movies that people will put in because it you know it takes them to that place and time in their life. You know, and they they can relate to it. You know, and I just think people have right. a hard time relating to things anymore. You know, it's that part of that ADD society. You know, that kind of thing. So let's. Uh, 100%, I think we got. Couple, I agree with you. I think we got a couple of callers here. Let's see see what we got going on. Still, hold on here. One fourth. Uh, no, that's not, hold on a second. Hope they disappeared. Four three four. You're on with uh, live from the Armory and Stu Stone. You have a question for Stu? Hey guys, this is Joe White. How y'all doing? Good, Joe. I just wanted to ask Stu uh, um, about his time on the Magic School Bus. I, I'm going to mark out here for a second and tell you that I grew up watching you on that show, playing the voice of Ralphie. Honestly, and then my son now he's four years old. Here it is. I got him the DVDs for Christmas. Uh, last year, and he loves it. In fact, the one where they take the school bus into sick Ralphie and they have to figure out what's wrong with Ralphie is a classic. But my question is, 
Did you get to work with Lily Tomlin at all during that, or did you record your voice separately from her? And if you did, yeah, get well, to work with her, what was the mic? That was a great question, first of all. That episode when they went inside Ralphie was very painful. Getting a bus shoved down inside of you was very a painful experience, <laughs> believe me. Um, you, you don't even want to know how they got in. But uh, uh, Lily Tomlin, uh, you know, we uh, there for the first batch of shows, we never worked with Lily Tomlin, and then towards the end... I got an opportunity to record with Lily Tomlin, and she was so sweet, and she signed an autograph, like, character of Miss Frizzle for me. And Malcolm Jamal Warner, I don't know if you guys remember, Theo from The Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. He's also on the Magic School Bus. <laughs> so we, uh, he, he, he's on there, too. So we got to work with him, uh, him as well. And also, another kid, there was a, sh- a Nickelodeon show called Pete and Pete. Uh, I don't know if you remember that oh, show. Man, with, I uh, Danny Kemp. I do, yeah. yeah so, so the guy that plays Arnold was Danny Tamborelli, who was on that show Pete and Pete. So uh, he was having a, you know, he was a kind of a little bit of a celeb back then. But yeah, Lily Tomlin obviously is the driving force behind that show. It is one of those timeless things, kind of like Donnie Darko. It's like, uh, you know, t- Magic School Bus is a, a timeless thing. And I think it's because, you know, you grew up watching it, like you said, and, you know, it's something that you can show your kids. And mm-hmm. they'll learn something, and at the same time, it's kind of fun. And there's like jokes like in there a little bit for the adults. It's uh, you know that 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 kind of entertainment is always is always going to work. And I think you know we got real lucky uh, with the Magic School Bus. We did uh, many 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 episodes, and it's turned into this uh, merchandising juggernaut. Um, I wouldn't be surprised someday if they uh, end up doing like a live action IMAX 3D kind of Magic School Bus. I'm surprised they haven't done that already. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, your son, your son's going to learn a lot. Have him watch uh, the one when we go meet the dinosaurs. <laughs> Very cool. Joe, uh, thanks, another Joe, question. Um, you were, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, you Joe. were on an episode of Boston Public, and for anybody who has never heard of that show, it is awesome. Go seek it out. It's from David E. Kelly, the guy who did uh, Ali McBeal. Um, what episode of that show were you on? That's an interesting question too. Um, I got to that was a really controversial episode actually. Um, this was the year that uh, Denzel won the Oscar, and uh, my episode was about uh, was an episode where uh, my character I was in Michael Rappaport was the teacher, uh, Remy from Higher Learning. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I I got in a fight with some of the kids and. Uh, I was like this wannabe kind of white rapper guy, and they didn't. They were kind of questioning my use of some of the language that white people aren't supposed to say in rap songs, and it sparked a whole controversy. And uh, it was it was a really cool experience. Uh, and you know, when you go from doing cartoons and stuff like that, and you get to be on like a network television show, it's like it's mind blowing. You know, it's such a big production and so many people that you don't even realize what it takes to like get one of those shows made. It's like 300 people on the crew there's it's, it's on a huge sound stage it was like such a such a cool experience to be a part of a network show like that and uh yeah david e kelly you know he uh, had a string of hits during that era ali mcbeal and uh, boston public both both quality shows from that guy yep absolutely joe thank you very much for calling in tonight we appreciate it Hey Bob, if you could That's the first time I've ever that's the first a, time I've ever been asked a Boston public question in my life. So that's <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um getting back to uh back onto the wrestling bandwagon. Um 
On the current roster at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Stu, is there is there somebody there that surprised you both in in character and and performance wise with uh, with anybody there? Uh, well, you know, I get surprised almost at every taping because guys are really coming out of their shell more than ever. I mean, immediately at the top of my tongue, guys like Willie Mack, uh, his mm-hmm. name comes to mind. I mean, when I first saw Willie Mack and I saw a guy of that size, there's no way I would have ever expected, you know, the type of move set that that guy, you know, the type of performer that he is, considering right. his size. Uh, he is just a, a hell of a performer to watch. Uh, Scorpio Sky is just untouchable, you know. He's like a ballerina in there. He's uh He's, he's amazing, and him and Ryan Taylor and Joey Ryan and Willie—they've they've put on some spectacular matches. Um, you know, pretty Peter Avalon. I could just go on for days. One guy that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, well, first of all, I gotta love the Manimal, Kevin Douglas. I, I love everybody, but one right. guy that's like really kind of overlooked by a lot of people—that's really really awesome—is uh, uh, from the Rockness Monsters, Johnny Goodtime. He's uh, mm-hmm. he, this guy is unbelievable. You know, he takes risks with his body that I can't even understand why he does it. Uh, he's he's you gotta watch this guy if you get a chance to see the Rockness Monsters wrestle, do it. I mean, they they do things that are just mind blowing. Yeah, we had uh, we had Johnny Yuma on the program a couple weeks back, and uh, you know, we talked a lot about the Rockness Monsters. And you're right, current. Uh, as of TV right now, the current uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood Tag Team Champions. Uh, very, very, very cool combo. Um, what is what is Matt Stryker like away from the cameras when the cameras aren't on? I, I've, I've seen him live in person, and to me, he's a funny guy. No, oh, he's funny as hell, man. He is so funny. He'll break your balls like he's like nobody's business. He's he's a funny guy, man, and he definitely is. You know, you, you see these guys that have been there and done that, and when they come to do, uh, you know, a lot of people who would think that, you know, guys who have been there and done that come and do indie shows and stuff like that, to them maybe it would be like a taking a step backwards. But someone like Matt, you know, he, he goes out of his way and makes sure that, you know, he he's working with the guys before, like two hours before the show starts. He's in the ring working with everybody. He's helping people with promos. He's you know, giving everybody, you know, he's, he's, he loves the business. Right. He's such a good guy. And uh, it's really, really cool to see, you know, someone like that who wants to give back to the younger guys. And he truly, truly does. He, it's, it's been awesome to work with him. And, you know, we were never supposed to end up working together. We ended up uh, getting along so well that it ended up working out that he ended up joining the Family Stone. So we right. were just having a blast. If you can imagine how fun that's going to be. Um, cool. And feuding with Willie Mack, I mean, it's it's like a no-brainer. We're having a blast. But yeah, Matt is is is, is as fun as you think he is. He is he's that behind the scenes. And you know, he loves hockey and loves wrestling, and he's right. not a shy guy. He'll talk to anybody. You know, it's interesting. Right. You know, got uh, rest in peace. But Percy Pringle, who was on our show for many years, was another guy like that, who would come out. He was part of our show for many years, and. uh Percy would work with that whoever, you know, he's very accessible. You could ask him anything you want. You could talk, you know, just ask, you know, got when when you're a wrestler and you're in a locker room with these guys who have who have been there and done that. And I'm not talking about guys that have had just like a cup of coffee in with the WWE. I'm talking about legends, you know, Percy Pringle, right. the Hall of Famer, Matt Stryker was with the WWE almost 10 years. Right. Uh these guys, you know, if you're if you're a, a young guy 
a young woman coming up in the business and you have a, a and you're sharing a locker room you're not being annoying they want to talk to you go up to the guys talk to them ask questions have them watch your match get pointers you know get better and it can only help uh you know having somebody that's been there that knows what it takes to get there they can give you good advice and right. uh you know you should always always take advantage of that We've got, uh, got another You know, Johnny Yuma oh. was talking about how people, he would he would see people in the locker room not asking Percy Pringle for advice. Yeah, right, that's and what I'm said, saying. You know, people, every time Percy would in walk t- in the door, yeah, I, I'm sure they were, yeah. People were in awe. And, uh, you know, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Don't be like that. Don't think you're annoying them. Because, like, you know, Percy didn't come all the way from Mobile, Alabama to come and sit there and not talk to anyone. He wants to talk to people, too. You know? So uh, I always talk. Right. I, I talk to Zeroff. So, you know, you uh, was right. I mean, listen, guys were intimidated, but you can't be. You know, you're sharing a locker room with them. They're on the event just like you. And as long as you approach these guys like they're normal people, they're going to treat you the same way. I haven't, I've yet to have a bad experience. Got a got another uh, listener call here, Stu. Hold on. Seven oh four, you're on with live from the Armory and Stu Stone. You got a question for Stu? Uh, hi. Yes, I do. Um, how would I go about doing a wrestling show with you here, in Carolina? What, did, what what was the question? Thank you. Thank you. How would I would go about getting getting Stu? I want to work with you on a show here in Charlotte. Yes, sir. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can hit me up, man. Um, easy to reach. I'd love to. You know, I'd love to go to Carolina. I went to Charlotte uh, many years ago. I was doing stand-up comedy with uh, Jamie Kennedy, and we would tour all the cities. And Charlotte was one of the best cities that we went to. That's Flair Country. So uh, yeah, it would be oh, great. Oh, there is. What we'll yeah, do? Um, you can, well, you can contact me. What what we'll do is uh, on, uh, on... yeah what we'll do I was getting ready to say oh, Stu, what we'll do before the end of the show we will uh, give out all your social media information if you want to give out a an email address we can do that so that if someone does want to contact you for for whatever reason they they can certainly do that um, you mentioned yeah, it briefly that'd be great. you mentioned you, you mentioned it briefly before uh, about the big event that's coming up, the Red Carpet Rumble. And that's actually it was like a month before the Red Carpet Rumble uh, last year is when I started watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And you mentioned Willie Mack. I know Willie Mack and Sean Ricker actually carried that match, you know, carried that match. Uh, and, you know, we know now that Sean Ricker is in uh, WWE and developmental as Slate Randall and, there are rumblings and rumors that Willie Mack will soon be on his way as well. Uh, this this event this year has a loaded roster. You mentioned some of the names: AJ Styles, Trent Beretta, my close personal friend Matt Hardy. When you see Matt, tell him I said hello. Uh, By the way, Matt Hardy is, is an awesome guy to work with. I, just to cut you off here, I got I had the privilege of working with Matt Hardy at a show in Las Vegas for uh, uh, FSW out there, and mm-hmm. uh, I. You know, Matt is Matt is like unbelievable. He is exactly like what I said about Stryker. Hardy's out there two hours before showtime, working with the guys in the ring, helping everybody out, giving everybody pointers. He's another guy that's like 
such a such a, a, a professional. So I don't know how he got such a bad rap. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, I I, I don't know either. I've had the you know the privilege of, of talking to Matt before on several occasions, and yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know how much work a guy has to put in. Uh, you know, with the different events. I mean, this guy crisscrosses the country, putting over talent in different areas and puts on phenomenal matches. And you know, and in 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 knowing anything about Matt Hardy, you know that Matt Hardy does not have to do this. He was not one of those that was frivolous and frittered away his money that he made. Uh, he does this because he loves it. You know, so it, it's always it always. You know, piques my curiosity as to why people want to hate on Matt Hardy when he's done nothing but help the independent wrestling scene, no matter where he goes. So, but with, with no, all that he, being he, said, he's, he's the man. With all that being said, the expectation level for this event has to be really high. I mean, the, the people at CWF Hollywood have to be just busting at the seams for this event. Oh, I mean, listen. This is easily the biggest show, and it, and, it, and it's growing. You know, each you, listen. Sometimes it takes ten years to become an overnight success, and this promotion, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, seems to be growing and growing and growing every year. I mean, just uh, you know, since that red carpet rumble event last year, you know, Sean Ricker got signed. Slate Randall looked for him. I actually was with uh, Sean a couple weeks ago, and uh, mm-hmm. there's going to be big things. They're planning on giving him a big push over there, which is going to be great to see. And, uh, you know, then we had our event last uh, November, the Open Door Challenge with Samoa Joe versus Willie Mack, which I thought that was right. the biggest event we'd ever had. And now this is uh, taking it to a whole other level. Uh, I think, you know, the Mav TV deal definitely helped. You know, we're on nationally. You can watch us uh, set your DVRs. And I guess people have been watching. So it's been uh, it's been successful. So it's been able to... Uh, you know, Dave Marquette has been able to afford to kind of, you know, step up our game a little bit even more. And uh, just having guys like Matt Hardy and AJ Styles at our event, that's, that's what you, how can you complain about that? It's going to be yeah. unbelievable, and it's going to make yeah. for great TV. I know you're going to love it, Bob. Absolutely. You can't, you can't complain about it. The Red Carpet Rumble is Sunday, June the 15th, and Laura and I always have a huge debate about uh, the Ocean View Pavilion, the name of the town that it's listed in is Port. How is it pronounced? I have, I, I can't even pronounce it myself. Port Huayni, I believe. Huayni, see? <laughs> there's, there's a big debate on what the name of the town really is, but uh, we'll get to that. Um, right, a couple more things, too, and then I'm going to let you go. I know your time is valuable. We're running out of time. Uh, the Bill Cosby shtick that you do, as a matter of fact, and I had, Yes. I had tweeted it to you about it when you were having the program with Rudy. To me, it doesn't matter if you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey or if you're using it on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That shit gets me rolling every time. When you did that Rudy deal, that that <laughs> dude was just awesome. How, how, first of all, thank you, Bob. How can I not do that? I mean, if I'm wrestling, like, first of all, I got to wrestle, which is like, can you? I mean, never mind managing commentate. I actually got to get in the ring, little daddy cool. Got to get in the ring and wrestle Rudy. How can I cut a promo on a guy named Rudy without going Rudy? How can I not? You know. <laughs> I love it. So when, if you when can I imagine, saw that, 
You know, oh, if you no, think you I... were laughing, imagine the guys that were imagine the guys that were taping that promo. Everyone was like busting up laughing. It was so fun. There was a promo that didn't air for whatever reason, but I did a promo where I was like, uh, Rudy, like I don't care who you bring, you could bring Theo, Denise, Claire, Vanessa. I started naming all the characters. And uh they never aired it because it was just obviously too stupid, but Boy, it was so funny. I loved it. Rudy is, was, you know. By the way, that little Rudy, never mind. That guy's a tough little son of a bitch. That guy's like a real shooter. He was like a, he's a high school wrestling legend. And he could, he, in real life, he could kick my ass anytime he wants. So thank God Rudy played ball with me. Otherwise, I'd, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. That kid, he was like a bouncer. Out, was he? he wasn't stretching you out over the, whole, <laughs> over the whole Rudy thing, was he? Oh, you know, I, I have no. Yeah, I'm lucky because Rudy. If it was any other guy, I would have got my ass kicked. And Rudy, I don't even know if he's old enough to know the Cosby Show, but you know, <laughs> I eventually went, I eventually shifted gears from you know once I did the Cosby a bunch of times in a row, I started calling him Rudy like Rudy from the movie Rudy, and I was like, you're gonna grow right. up to be just like Rudy from the movie. You're gonna be fat and disgusting, just like Sean Astin. And right. that one, oh. Rudy got, you know, Rudy, Rudy legit could kick my ass, for real. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky that he played ball with me. That's all I got to say about that. I'm undefeated just, just as a wrestler, by the way. I beat, I beat the shit out of Rudy. There you go. Just, just out of curiosity, how many takes did it, how many takes did it take to get through that with everybody busting out? I know people were on the floor. I know they were. No, 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 it was. I mean, listen, that was, promo time is my favorite. You know, as much as I love the commentary and going out into the ring, cutting the promos is always so fun because, like, I try to go out of my way to try to make those other guys laugh. I mean, you got Leo Blaze and Cedric the Hitman, two guys that have a real tough look on their face, and I'm in a cello who's, you know, you don't even know he has teeth. The guy never smiles. So I try my best to always try to make these guys break, (laughs) I try to make these guys break character all the time. He that that Othello. I, I I've forgotten to mention him this earlier. If folks, if you don't know who Othello is on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, all you need to do is look up to the clouds, because this guy is like yeah. seven foot something. I this dude is freaking huge. I mean, big guy, very he's intimidating. Huge. He's the eight. He's the eight foot monster Othello. He is definitely uh, you know he's got some big a big future ahead of him. He work he's working his ass off. He hits the gym hard. He trains hard. And uh, he, that's another guy that can do things. He does things that a cruiserweight can do. I, I, I kid you not. This guy can do a moonsault. He can kip up. He can flip. He can, he's, it's nuts. This guy is absolutely nuts. They have to tone him down. They say, Othello, don't stop doing all that. You know, you're a giant. Right. You don't have to do all that. But, he, right. you know, this guy, he's got a lot of talent, and he's got a huge upside, literally. And uh, it's, been a, it's been awesome working <laughs> with him. He's huge. He's huge. He's like three of me. He is. He, he's. He's. A, I'm, I, I told people about Othello months ago. I'm like, if you haven't seen this cat, you need to check him out because he's literally the largest man I think that I've ever seen in wrestling. And that's that's no joke. I mean, uh, this guy's a beast. Uh, so I, I, it, it's only a matter of time before he's getting the national coverage that he deserves. And uh, you know, like I said when I, we started this interview, you know, I got love for you guys because you guys have love for us. And the more people that, you know, shine the spotlight on on our show, the better it is for all of us. And especially, never mind me, the performers that are in there trying to, you know, make a career out of this. Uh, so, it's you know, it's, it's great that there's got people like you guys out there. 
giving the attention to guys like Othello and the rest of the roster. And I'm sure, you know, there's uh, independent wrestling organizations all over the country that you guys are doing this with. So uh, we're all very lucky to have shows like this that help educate people that there is wrestling out there outside of WWE that's really good and compelling and can draw you in. Well, we certainly certainly appreciate it, and, and well, it's our, our pleasure doing it. We, 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 you know, we're fans first, and, and we do this part-time. This is just something that, that goes with the territory. Stu, if uh, folks want to get a hold of you or find you on social media, do you care to give out your social media information or for information for booking? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, my, my Twitter is Stu Stone, S-T-U-S-T-O-N-E. I have Facebook, same thing. I am on J-Date, eHarmony, Tinder. I'm on all of those. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm easy to, I'm, I'm easy to find. So, FarmersOnly.com. Uh, hit me up. FarmersOnly, Chris Mingle, bring it on. All of it. <laughs> I hear you. Stu, uh, again, Red Carpet Rumble is Sunday, June 15th. Folks, you can find Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on MAV-TV. Stu, I want to thank you very much for your time this evening. Uh, really great to have you on. Before we let you go, could you do us a favor? Could you record a bump for us and just say something like, this is Stu Stone and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show? Yes. Right now you, you want me to do it? When, you can go whenever you're ready, sir. This is Stu Stone from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, leader of the family Stone and you're listening to Live from the Armory. Stu, thank you very much for your time tonight. It, it's great. That's perfect. That perfect. Hey, it's been fun. We should do it. We'll do it again sometime. I had a lot of fun. We, absolutely. We'd love to have absolutely. you back on, Stu. Thank you very much, sir. And just for the record, Allie, for the record, Allie Parker isn't so bad. She's actually a really nice girl. Yeah, she's not hard don't on the eye either. Said that. I won't. Yeah, don't That's tell her I nice. that. Okay. I won't. I won't. Okay. Our yes. secret. <laughs> Thanks, Stu. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks, Stu. There goes Stu Stone. What a great guy. What a great guy. Yeah. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. Certainly. He's he's awesome. He really is awesome. He is awesome. Folks, if you're not familiar with Stu Stone and and some of the work that he's done, you need to – all you got to do is Google him, and a million things will come up. But uh, uh, very, very happy that – both him and Allie Parker were able to be on here, and, and I, can't, I can't recommend enough. There are some great talent, great things, excuse me, happening uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. So, uh, folks, it's been an action-packed night. Apologize if we didn't get to you. The phone lines were lit up. I knew they would be. Uh, but, again, we only have, there's only so much time that we can do uh, in one show. We did want to let you know that next week's guest, will be wrestling referee wrestling referee Mitch Blaylock will be joining us next week. We'll get a view from inside the ring Mitch. from the referee's referee's perspective and uh it'd be really cool to talk to him. I'm sure we'll talk about PWX stuff, but we're just gonna talk about uh we'll talk about wrestling in general and, and all that other good stuff like we do. We'll have uh rundowns on uh indie events and happenings and uh all that good crap and not only are my feet and sore from dancing. Firestar for wrestling. Yeah, Firestar. Yep. Uh, not only are my feet sore from dancing, but I'm worn out from talking, which doesn't happen all that often. So. Yeah, mark it down, folks. Mark it down. Mark what down? That I'm tired from talking. 
or tired from dancing? Yeah. Both? Tired from talking. And uh, just want to let you know that uh, one of our Caleb Conley fans uh, doesn't like you, tweeted out that they hated you, and Caleb Conley favored that tweet. Just want to let you know. Well, I'm going to tell you folks, just like I told everybody on Facebook, I've already gotten hate mail over this. And, folks, you can hate on me all you want to. You can come up with all the hashtags you want to. That's fine. i got big shoulders. I've been carrying this show for the past 21 episodes, and I'll carry it for 21 more. You know, and I'll carry it even and better because Caleb, you? you have, and uh, I'll carry it even further because Caleb's not the champ anymore. You know, it's not that I hate Caleb Conley. I don't hate Caleb Conley. In fact, I just don't like this idea that he's the best. He's not the best. Why not? I'm the best in the. Oh wait, I'm sorry. CM Punk already used that. I can't use it. It's gimmick infringement. At any rate, folks, exactly. we thank you. I uh, try not to. <laughs> Folks, we appreciate you listening to the show tonight, Whether, however you listen to it, whether you listen to it live on Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, or if you went to iTunes and typed Armory in the search bar and then click the podcast link and then live from the Armory, that link will pop up. All of our episodes on iTunes are 100% free. Please follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. Laura, what's our Facebook page? Facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine. You know what? And I really don't know why I'm saying all this because it's in the outro. So, folks, thank you very much for listening, Laura. That's right. We have a new outro. That's right. We're going to play it right after Laura says goodnight. Goodnight, y'all. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.